Welcome to the MidPen Bank Podcast, a conversation with President and CEO Rory Retrieve. Our topics cover the DNA and heartbeat of MidPen Bank, happenings in the communities where we operate, and insights into the happenings in the financial services industry. In this episode, Rory is joined by Director of CRA and Community Impact, Don Spar, to discuss the definition of a community bank and how MidPen Bank supports the communities it serves. Here's the conversation. Okay, MidPen Bank Podcast. We're here today in our very first episode to talk about the importance of community banks. So, you know, the, the first thing you start with with that is defining a community bank. And I think the technical definition of a community bank is less than $10 billion in assets. And MidPen Bank, of course, is a little over $5 billion. So we would squarely fit in the traditional definition of a community bank. But I think that it goes a little bit beyond that. I think that you can kind of see a community bank when you see it. So I think the real definition of community banks should somehow be centered around the things that they do in the community and how active they are in that community. And so right now I have in studio with me Dawn Spar, who is our community director. She, she handles all of our community outreach. She also handles our uh, CRA and coordinates all of our activities throughout our footprint, which as you may or may not know, we have a pretty extensive footprint. We are in Western Pennsylvania and Central Pennsylvania, of course, down in the Southeast area around Philadelphia, up in the uh, Lehigh Valley area in Berks County. And of course, uh, most recently we moved over into Central New Jersey. So our community is a very big community. It's a bit, pretty big footprint. And so, Dawn, welcome to the uh, first podcast. Hi, Rory. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So let's talk about all the things that we do throughout each and every year uh, to support this, this pretty uniquely big community. But let's start about with our two signature events. And the first of those, which we just had uh, back in July, which is our uh, annual golf classic, and it's a celebrity golf classic. And you actually came to me with the idea of doing a golf tournament um, back in, I think it was 2015, when you were asked if you could ask me to be the chairperson of the March of Dimes March for Babies. And when I asked you what that, <laughs> what that really meant, you said, well, you got to raise money. And so I said, well, how are we going to raise money? And, you know, of course, we want to raise more money than anyone ever did in that role before. And and you said, well, let's throw a golf tournament. And so I invited uh, Ron Jaworski and Mike Quick and Joe Pisarczyk and Bill Berge, who were friends of mine, uh, former players for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they came up and we had a one-day event. And I think we raised $50,000. Um, and it really, the one-day event consisted of I think we might've had a little box lunch and uh, everyone played golf. And then we might've had a little bit of a, a dinner and we handed out some awards and then, you know, away we went. But then the next year uh, you came to me and said, you know, I want to do a golf tournament again. And I said, well, I'm not going to be the March of Dimes March for Babies chair again. And you said, no, I think we should pick another charity. And at that time, I think you and I agreed that uh, breast cancer charities would be a a good thing to do because so many people that we knew, some of whom were employees, were impacted by breast cancer. And and I had some uh, connection to that disease early on in my life. And 
So that's the way we went. So now, eight years later, from that first time that we decided to do the the, the breast cancer uh, golf tournament, we held ours back in uh, the middle of July. It was all in Hershey, Pennsylvania. We had 60 celebrities that came from either the NFL or Major League Baseball or the National Hockey League or the NBA, and some that came from entertainment and music. Um, a couple actors from Hollywood and a, a few mus- musicians. And so the the celebrities clearly have grown over time, as has the revenues. So that very first year when we generated $50,000 for the March of Dimes, the next year when we did our first breast cancer, I think we raised 25000 And that was probably on maybe, f- you know, 40 or so thousand dollars of revenues. So this past year, in 2023, our revenue base was close to $900,000. And that's with a lot of very generous sponsors, but what we work really hard to develop those sponsorships. And that's with, you know, clearly a lot more foursomes because we have a lot more celebrities. And so, you know, we've kind of found a formula there that really works and allows us to support two great charities, the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition and the Bosser Center down at the University of Penn Medicine. And, you know, for those of you that don't know the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition, a fantastic organization. Don, you and I kind of sit on their board at this point. Uh, we provided them, you know, we're coming up on a million dollars over the eight, eight years, right? So we're a little bit shy of a promise that we made to them in 2018. And what do they do with that money? So uh, the PA Breast Cancer Coalition, um, and it's kind of interesting because they stay with our mission of being a community bank where they concentrate in local, and that's always been really important to us uh, when we work with these organizations. And they use a lot of our money for research and also their Friends Like Me packages, which they send out throughout the entire state of Pennsylvania. And in those packages, it'll include all types of information that patients who are newly diagnosed can use to kind of walk them through the process. But again, the great thing about it is it's in all the local communities that we serve, and that's what's really important to us. And they they are helping women who have already been diagnosed. Correct. Uh, which I think is critical because, you know, it's a lonely diagnosis and, and you know, they jump into action and I'm not sure how they find out about it, you know who's been recently diagnosed or not, but but I know that those care packages that they send to those uh, people are very well received, and they're very well done. And as part of the golf tournament week, we have our our uh, pink day where we actually have a bunch of volunteers come in and put those packages together. And I think they did you know two or three hundred of them this year, which is amazing. But they do a little bit more than that. They do a lot of lobbying uh, to, you know, su- support bills uh, in the Pennsylvania Senate that, you know, help people with detection and prevention. And they also use some of their money to fund research, um, which is the key. So that's the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition. And then the Bosser Center down at the University of Penn Medicine there's two parts of that center. There's an ovarian cancer part and there's a breast cancer part. And the breast cancer part, they're trying to attack that BRCA gene, uh, which is the gene that if you have it, you you know likely will get breast cancer in your lifetime. 
And so they have done some incredible work over the past few years in researching that. And look, at the end of the day, they're trying to come up with a cure, right? And that's our ultimate mission to help, you know, cure this now so that our daughters don't have to. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of fun that goes on around the golf tournament. It's, it's, it, you know, w- the relationships that we've built with our sponsors, with the folks that are playing in the golf tournament and, and very importantly with the celebrities has been great. And, and, you know, a lot of these celebrities and, you know, today it still includes Ron Jaworski and Mike Quick, but it now also includes Seth Joyner and Merrill Hodge and, and uh, Tom McClary and, you know, Jake Lockett from Chicago Fire and, you know, a bunch of people who just really enjoy coming here. And, and I was telling Scott, Scott's the guy behind the board today. So Scott, say, you say hello to the crowd. Hi, everyone. How are you? So I was telling Scott before we started this that I got a phone call last night from Anthony Bowie, who played in the NBA for a bunch of years with the Orlando Magic and some other teams. And he's come to the golf outing for the last uh, I think two years. And he's, he called me and left a message yesterday saying, Hey, look, I, I'm hoping you can tell me what your dates are for next year because I'm planning this really big cruise and I want to make sure that I don't plan it the same week as your, <laughs> your golf tournament. So I thought that that was a pretty cool thing that, you know, you don't, we don't pay these guys to come, but we make sure that they have such a good time and the interaction is, is so beautiful. And we end up raising a lot of money. So I, I'm guessing that we're going to give uh, PA Breast Cancer and the Bosser Center some really big checks in October. So that's the one signature event. And then our other one is upcoming. And it's uh, what we finally call No Shave November. And it's a partnership that we have done and had over about the same period of time, uh, the last eight or nine years with uh, Penn State Health. Uh, the cancer center down in Hershey and their urology group led by the a really good friend of mine, Dr. Jay Raman. Um, so tell us a little bit about that, Dawn. Well, as you said, that started about eight years ago. And when we first started it again, it was very important for us to keep the money local. So that's why we sort of kind of jumped into that partnership and they've been great to work with. Um, the first year, and again, that campaign is more, it's about the fun. It's about the message. Um, the first year when we did it, it I think we raised 15000 I think it was eleven. It was 11000 <laughs> We sort of just jumped into it and said, let's give it a shot. And um, each year the employees love it. They get into it. They dress up. Um, we have community partners that have joined with us. And it has really uh, just grown uh, unbelievably. People buy, really buy into it. And, and so do the doctors. Yes, down at the, absolutely. Which is, is a really great part of the partnership that, you know, they don't just talk to talk, they walk to walk. And, and uh, you know, Dr. Raman and I have a, you know, friendly or not so friendly competition every year. And I always beat him, but that's understandable because um, he's out saving lives and I'm, you know, generally dealing with money. So, But that, it's it's about the importance of a community partnership. And that's right. what it shows. And and they they take care of patients all throughout Pennsylvania. Because that uh, particular urology group, and again, they're working on, that's a research hospital, so they are working on cures and uh, preventative uh, procedures. So I think that that is an extremely good use of our November every year. 
And it is kind of fun. Everyone grows a beard. I grow a beard. You talked me into that a bunch of years ago. And, the, you know, I call it getting ugly, the, you know, in support of a great cause. And that's coming up. In fact, later, later today, we're going to go down and uh, there's a press conference talking about our commitment to them, which is what? What are we going to raise for them ultimately? Ultimately, $1.1 million. $1.1 million. And for that, I think they're naming a room after us down at uh, Penn State. And they're also going to, you know, the cancer bell that you get the ring when you're done with your treatments. I think that, you know, we're also going to put a label on that, uh, which are two great things for us to, you know, help them while they're there and to help them celebrate when they leave. Pretty excited about that. It's going to be the Mid-Penn Bank Outpatient Clinic at the Cancer Center. Beautiful. So there are our two signature events, but what else are we doing throughout the year? You know, look, we make tons of loans, commercial loans, residential loans, home equity loans. We, you know, hold a lot of deposits, various products. Uh, we do a lot of uh, asset management, wealth management, things like that. And then, of course, we do the, the two big signature events, but we're doing stuff every day throughout the year. And all of it starts with you and your team. So tell us a little bit about that. I don't even know where to jump in. I get really excited talking about it. Um, I can tell you in 2022, we gave back $2.4 million to the community. And we do that in different ways. Our employees are absolutely incredible. Um, they give back time. Uh, we give back dollars. We are. Um, it's very important to us, again, that we engage our employees and that we get involved in the organizations that mean most to them. Because again, that goes back to what community banking is. We're concentrating on local. It's important to support our employees and the community and the businesses. That's about growth. And, and it ultimately, it comes full circle. I can give you an example. We just are finishing a campaign right now. Um, it's important to us uh, during food uh, September's Food Insecurity Month. So we are doing an entire campaign on that. And we are in 14 different organizations across our footprint right now. And we also give dollars at the same time. So our employees are volunteering their time. MidPen supports that. We also are donating back. And we also have employees who are serving on boards and committees. So it's become so large over the years and the different places. We've sort of broken it down into campaigns to concentrate. But our employees are the main drive behind it. Their energy is absolutely incredible. And they're the ones who, who drive the program. And you have a couple satellite people, someone out of Western Pennsylvania, someone, someone up in Berks County, and they're kind of like sourcing opportunities uh, with the other employees on the, on the ground. And then they vet those ideas through you and then you find ways to support them. Absolutely. It's all about connecting because people really want to help. They just sometimes are unsure of how to connect or who to reach out to. So my team, it's really important that we make sure we're putting people in the right place and connecting them to what matters to them because then they're engaged. So $2.4 million, and that mm -hmm. was in 2022. Correct. We'll probably exceed that this year, I'm guessing, because that's what we do. Well, how about the number of employee hours volunteered? What, what was that in 2022? Absolutely. We gave over 10,450 hours. 10,450 hours. We have, you know, roughly 600 and some employees. So that's a good number of hours per employee. And then, of course, you know, you have some employees that, you know, they'll volunteer 100 hours. And then you have, you know, some others that might not be able to do that. But on average that, you know, it's over... 10 hours, 15 hours a year per employee. That's, that's pretty good. 
it's incredible. And our employees, not only so they'll get back at individual events, but many of them are also serving on boards, committees, coaching, little league. Um, so they're involved in different ways. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I always loved about this is the parades and how we support those parades. And, you know, it would be easy to think that, well, that's not really supporting a community, but it is. Those parades are important. The Camp Hill Parade on Memorial Day, very important parade to them. You know, the, the Halloween parades that are in Camp Hill or Millersburg or Mechanicsburg or wherever, those parades are important to that community. And we go there. And of course, we don't go, we don't do anything half-baked. We go there and, you know, full force, it's like an army of people, you know, we're all dressed alike and we're passing out candy and we're handing a candy to everyone. And, you know, I think that we really make those very important community parades something, you know, a little bit more special. It adds to the camaraderie of the community. And again, going back to what's important and it, it comes full circle. Yep. So listeners, that's, I think, the essence of a community bank. You know, putting your money where your mouth is, having all of your employees engaged and doing things in the community beyond lending money and accepting deposits and managing money. It's the, you know, the type of attention that you draw to each of those communities. You know, the golf outing is in, was in Hershey. And there were people that came from all over the country and got an opportunity to look at the Hershey Hotel and the Hershey Lodge and the Hershey Golf Course and the, the amusement park. And, you know, not that Hershey needs that, <laughs> that influx of new customers, but it sure does shine a beautiful light on central Pennsylvania and some of the things that we do in the other areas shine beautiful lights on them. So I think that's the definition of a community bank. Yeah, we're under $10 billion, so we technically qualify. But more importantly, even if we were over $10 billion, we're never going to stop doing the things that have kind of become our calling card in the community. And I think that's what makes you a community bank. So we'll look forward to our next podcast. I'm not sure what the subject matter will be yet, but uh, thanks for listening in and everyone have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the MidPen Bank podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at midpenbank.com or connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. If you'd like to learn more about MidPen Bank, head over to our website, www.midpenbank.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or anywhere great podcasts are found. References in this podcast to MidPen are to MidPen Bancorp, Inc. and its subsidiaries and affiliates. This podcast expresses the views of its participants and may not represent the views of MidPen or its officers and employees. In addition, these views are subject to change without notice, and MidPen has no duty or obligation to update the information contained in this podcast. This podcast is being made available for informational purposes only and should not be used for any other purposes. You are encouraged to consult with competent legal, tax, accounting, or investment professionals before engaging in any financial transaction. MidPen does not make any warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast does not endorse any third-party companies, products, or services, and assumes no liability for your use of this information. Forward-looking statements should not be considered guarantees or predictions of future events. This podcast is the sole property of MidPen and may not be copied, reproduced, republished, or posted in whole or in part in any form without prior written consent of MidPen.